Welcome back to another episode of the Balcony Chatter Podcast. I am your host, Andrew McKenney, with my co-host, Tim Taylor. And thank you for all the new listeners, because we actually gained a lot of listeners over the last um, the last week or two. And so if you're new to the podcast, thank you for listening to this episode as well. Um, we had a pretty good episode last week, wouldn't you say, Tim? Yeah, I'd, I mean, I'd, I'd put it up there in the uh, top three, maybe top in the charts. It's certainly on our Mount Rushmore. Billy was phenomenal. Yeah, that was a fun one, man. I mean, it's cool to get the perspective of somebody who knows a lot more than we do as far as, I mean, he's getting information straight from the team, straight from players or coaches or whoever, uh, or his connections as well. But, um, but yeah, I mean, that, that was a cool one. That was fun to do, and, and hopefully we can have him back on at some point, you know, down the road to talk about more, whether it's playoffs or, you know, getting closer to the playoffs or something like that, um, get another expert, perspective i guess yeah i mean he sounded down uh we'd obviously love to have him back my my favorite part really is just you know he's an on-air talent and that comes with a lot of responsibility with how you can carry yourself and how you can dish out your opinions and so you know he's top to bottom and uh you know a professional guy but to be able to get him candidly uh and still get his takes and just like in a way that wasn't like we had Nesson's Billy Jaffe on. It was like we had Billy Jaffe on. I really appreciated it. And, uh, yeah, I look forward to having him back on for sure. Yeah, that was cool to get, like, an actual perspective and not just, like, a robotic answer that exactly. he might give on TV. You know? Right, it was, exactly. It was his genuine, his genuine thoughts and, you know, throw in some, some uh, funny stories here and there, and it made for a great episode. So, again, like, that, that was super fun. I hope to do it again. And uh, and thanks for everybody that listened and and, and if you haven't right go check too. it out, man. Really, yeah, absolutely. Uh, Billy's great, and it's the the Bruin season preview. We didn't go over anything that hasn't been covered yet, so uh, you know there's there's nothing stale about that episode. Go check it out. Yeah, and before that, or what that episode came out before any preseason games had started yet. So that was a real true preseason or pre season preview if you will so yeah um training camp we were in training camp bruins were right. in training camp billy was in training camp <laughs> but we've had a couple games now um we yep. had a win and a loss we played against the rangers the other night and lost and the and the game before that was against oh uh, capitals geez, what am I? the capitals right right yep. um which was a good game both of them were actually good games there there's a lot to work on with the young guys as far as penalties go is is the main thing that I noticed. Uh, it really popped out to me that there were a lot of stupid penalties or a lot of things that were unnecessary. Um, there were a bunch of times in that game on both both teams where they both were doing stupid things, and there they would have a team would have a man advantage for literally under ten seconds, and then it would be four on four. So the retaliation, you know, the teams didn't don't like each other. We don't like anybody in this league, to be honest with you. So. And and I I wouldn't have it any other way. Yeah. I I don't want to be friendly with every single team that we play against. I don't want to be friendly with any of them. Exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, let's I'm not, fine. Let's with not it. like end Chara's career. But other than that, I don't really <laughs> have any restrictions. Yeah. <laughs> right. But yeah, no. I mean, we got a couple games, and then we get a couple games coming up. By the time you're listening to this, uh, we will have had a game last night, a preseason game. Finally, first game back um, at the Garden. Where with against the Flyers, and then Saturday we have a game coming up against 
uh, what am I? Uh, the Rangers again, I believe. I don't know. I, I, dude, I don't know. Preseason, but dude. Whatever. We, we're we working out the kinks. Games They're working out the kinks. Yeah. Um, and then shortly after that, I mean, the season starts. At, well, I shouldn't say shortly. It's kind of strange that there's like almost over a week or 10 days or something before the first regular season game for us. It's 10 days. Yeah, I'm looking at it right now. Also, it, it's a little bit interesting that we start the season against the Stars. I feel like there's always a, a meaningful season opener for the Bruins. And so for this one to be against the Dallas Stars, it just feels a little out of place. I can't remember the last time we didn't open the season against the Capitals. It really feels like that's what it is all the time. But, I feel uh, like we play the Devils all the time. But yeah, true. I mean, I mean again, those- it's just it's always at least in the conference. And I know conferences is like whatever now, it's, but they still exist. Uh, so it's it's I don't know. Dallas Stars. Let's we'll see. Let's go. Yeah, let's go. I guess. Yeah, let's get um, hyped for that game. Seriously. Now, I um, truth be told, couldn't couldn't really watch any either of these postseason games. I was out of town on Sunday pre-season. driving back, and uh, um, yesterday's I I just I missed out on the Rangers. But following along and checking highlights, um, which don't really cover the discipline end, I, I just wanted to. You know, ask you a few questions about that. Um, stupid penalties, so those were there, but this wasn't like a officiating calling it tighter. I mean, Andrew, we spent a lot of time talking about the officiating in the playoffs, a lot more than either of us wanted to. Um, and, and both of us trying to say that's not an excuse. We just hope that games will be called within themselves properly or consistently, um, more to the point. So wh- you, you just saw youth foolishness is what you think you saw, or... Was there is 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 it tighter this season or or what do you think there? I think it's a little bit of bold. I think it's a, a few things. I would say yes, they called some things that they don't usually call because they are tightening up the the rules a little bit. Um, there's some new cross checking threshold where you know you used to be able to kind of t- take a few cross checks to the back of somebody not not hard but you know what I'm talking about you get him up against the boards and you're kind of pushing him and so on and so on I think that they're cracking down on that a little bit more which I mean to an extent is good but at the same time they're taking away every physical aspect of this game to the point where it's going to end up being just a speed fest and you know I I just don't eventually want it to turn into something like like pass interference in football like right. th- you can't touch a guy without it being a penalty well yeah and the inconsistency i mean that's an extreme so far with this season i mean well I, extreme, I think a better but... example of that is you don't want to see how how the quarterbacks are treated which is pretty much consistent which is anytime someone gets hit it's a problem sure yeah and yeah. and i know that 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 is for safety because we've seen a lot of guys like have their careers ended by low blows or shots and stuff like that and that's different but you know, some of it is very ridiculous. Like you touch the guy on the helmet in the face, and it's a penalty. It's like you didn't you didn't rip him down by his face mask and anything like that. But I don't know. It's it's some of it's frustrating. Some of it I I definitely understand. But I just don't want to see the NHL in twenty years from now just be flag football or or right the flag football version. Just like there's a bunch of push pushback for the NFL. Um, you know how how far is the line? I feel like they've calm down a bit you know we haven't seen too many new rules for player safety uh reaching an extre- an extremity but right you know we, we don't want to sterilize hockey the fight but has yeah, I mean, really been over fighting so far right um 
which you and I are both pro-fighting and pro-policing the game because the zebras don't catch it all. So, Correct. yeah, I mean, it's going to reach a point, especially now with the new TV deal and, you know, hockey being on ESPN and being more mainstream, it's gonna, there's going to be those conversations, in my opinion. And I think may, massively this season with that t- new TV deal because it's going to be peep, in people's face more. Oh, I guess I'll watch this hockey game because I don't really – I'm not watching anything else tonight. You know, there's, there's plenty of people who don't like basketball who still like football, and it's like I feel like hockey's the next best thing. Well, but Are they going to complain? I don't know. It, I, I just feel like it's going to be – I think this is the year where hockey – kind of reaches the fork of are they going to go more sterilized are they going to go towards flag football version of hockey or are they going to try to make sure they maintain player safety and keep the integrity of the game well think about this right so if somebody doesn't know anything about hockey they don't care about any of the teams what is the one thing that people usually know about hockey like if they go, they're like, I'll fighting. go to a hockey game there's because because yeah. there, there's probably going to be a fight, right? Yeah, exactly. So if that is completely taken out of the game or you see like an extremely rare amount, like let's say five fights a year because of how strict they are about it, uh, I think that that's going to turn a lot of people away. And then a lot of people that don't care about the sport aren't ever going to get into it. You know, fighting that part of the game when it's necessary like when it's necessary and when it's useful it brings in a lot of fans like when somebody when there's a fight on the ice everybody stands up like it just is yeah. what it is right you know people ju- people would would watch that all the time but if they start taking it out you're they're going to lose those new fans that potentially might come in because of the excitement factor of it and look i'm not saying like i don't want this to be boxing no but like yeah or it's part of the game or even you know some of the not beer leagues but semi-professional leagues where it's like wwe on ice we don't want that either it's well did you watch did you end up watching that trashers documentary um though netflix on uh with the with the the tony soprano guy yeah yeah i'm i'm 80 percent through it but i've got the gist yeah but like that, um, that that's exactly really that's exactly that. what I was referencing. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want that. Um, I, but it was but it's I, sick I, documentary. I want that league to exist, though. <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> like I want that option to go to. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. you know, if I that 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 should be televised. The XFL of of uh, the NHL is that, yeah. and I'm, you know, I'm I'm a liar if I say I wouldn't buy a TV package so I could catch every game. Um, but no, I don't want that in the NHL. Uh, but separate of it, I think there's a world for it, <laughs> for sure. Of course. Um, but yeah, no, I, and by the way, if you haven't seen that documentary, um, w- which I believe is called, that episode I believe is at least called Crimes and Penalties. Yeah, um, yep, that's correct. Check check that out. It is one of the best <laughs> sports it's docs. It's just, <laughs> it's 60 minutes. I didn't finish it because I passed out and I got to go back. But it's, it is, it's insanity. There's a serious serious correlation and and you know direct connection you can make to the sopranos being based off of someone heavily involved it's just worth the watch even if you're not a big hockey guy it is one of the best sports documentary hours i've seen in a long time and and good for netflix for having this this thing come out and make waves outside of 30 for 30 yeah 
But to go back to your original question, for the most part, no. I think it was just a lot of undisciplined young players making stupid penalties. Um, and I think that it's something that they need to work on, which is why a lot of them are going to either go back to Providence or to uh, their junior teams or wherever they're coming from uh, and learn. And that that's the whole thing. But there's a couple guys that really did stand out and that are really looking good and have a lot of potential, whether it's for this year or down the road or maybe a call-up from Providence because, look, I mean, injuries happen. Last year, I think we ran through like 12 or 13 defensemen or something insane like that in 50-something games. Yeah. Like, we're not even talking a full 82-game season plus playoffs if you make it. Like, right. there's going to be injuries. And unfortunately, I hate that it happens in sports, but it's just the nature of the games well, every every league. Every so, league, yeah, but especially, you know, these guys cruising into each other at upwards of 20 miles an hour on skates. It's just going right, to happen. So, it's just going to happen. So that's... That's what's also good about, you know, a lot of these guys that aren't going to make the team or crack the lineup for opening night. This is, I somebody had said it on the broadcast in the last game, like, this is a tryout for them. Like, this is a tryout to prove that when the call comes that they can be called upon to come and fill in that role. So, you know, the, the number one... the calls or, will come. Yeah, exactly. Be it, be it for injury or for healthy scratch rest or whatever the case may be, the calls will come. Yep. Ideally, we don't run through 12 to 13. Right, of course. But it's what? It's fully possible. Fully. So for me, the guys that stick out forwards-wise, you know, the new guys that we got here, I haven't seen Felino play yet because I would imagine they're probably, probably going to save him for one of the next couple games here. Um, but the new guys that we got have looked, looked good. And then... The, the first-round draft pick, Lysel, looks very good, man. Like, he has a lot of potential. Him and Stadnico were playing together, and they have had they had some pretty plays. Like, it, the, he looks like he has a lot of potential, and it's good for the future. That's great. Um, he's supposed Saw to be— Saw Jack got one, if not two, goals. Yeah, he, he was all around it. I think he hit some posts. Like, he, he yeah. played very well, too. He's fighting for that spot. One thing, uh, just to reference third. last week's episode, but I thought it was a great— you know, example that um, uh, that Billy made and, uh, you know, a point basically was how Jack filling out should keep him on his feet more. And he used the Tavares analogy, uh, how it took like until his he was about Jack's age to really fill out and stay on the puck. Did you notice that he was able to, you know, be in the areas he needs to be in with more strength or, or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, I definitely noticed that he is playing stronger I don't know I mean this is this is a small sample size I think he's played both or yeah I think he played both games right. but either way if he didn't then he had a hell of a, a game so I mean he's definitely pr sticking out amongst everybody else and he's showing that he can be useful useful on this team like whether it's like I said second or third line or if he's the the healthy scratch or if they send him to Providence and he's the first guy they call up, like he is definitely going to be on this team at some point this year. Um, it's just about where. Great. Well, and then see it. We, we're Jack fans over here. Wanted to work out. I, I, I just, even in the flashes of last season before he put on this weight, he was just a guy who I think really deserves a shot and is going to earn it on his own. Yeah. The really good news. I think that I've, that I saw throughout this game, these two games was John Moore looks really good. 
Love that. Like, I don't, I, I don't know where he's going to go or where he's going to fit or who's going to sit or what's going on. Like, if Clifton's not going to be in the lineup because of it or I, I don't know yet, but he looks really good. He looks really strong, and he, like, he is just playing very, very good, and I think that that's good news for the Bruins because obviously depth is always good, but, you know, he is he's a pretty big payday for – what people thought he, you know, thinking that he is as a player. So if he can really help this team out, then that's that's going to be that's going to be really good for us. I'm excited to see John Moore this year for sure. Yeah, and one last thing that I will touch on about these uh, this preseason game, the last one was a lot of people are giving Omar a really hard time because he he looked a little off. He let up a few goals. Um, but listen, he's coming into an entirely new system. Mm-hmm. This is his first, like there's, he had training camp and that was about it. This is his first time back on the ice since whenever he played last with Buffalo last year. So I, I mean, give the guy a break. It's also preseason. Yeah, but we won't. The Boston media will not. The Boston no, fans will it, not. He's going to, he got paid. He got absolutely paid. You and I believe in this contract. But he's going to be under a microscope because of it, and it's going to be like this. Um, but we'll, we we give him a break, but you know, and I hope he lives up to it. I mean, honestly, you know, it's 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 a whole it's a whole different ball game when you're when you have t- defensemen to work with. I feel like so. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, it doesn't surprise me that he's already under a microscope even this early. It just feels like class, uh, classic Boston media buzz. You know what the funniest part about the whole thing is, is that now people are like, Tuca can't come back soon enough. It's like, where were you before when you were saying, get rid of Tuca? Oh, he his contract's up finally. Let him go. That's where they it's were. Like, they were saying he, that. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's, uh, it's pathetic. Yeah, it is. It really is. Um, if there's one thing we know about our brethren in black and gold and in green and white and in red... And in the Patriots colors, it's that we love to complain even when we're on top. So <laughs> that's never going to change. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, keep it going. I'm, I'm in on I'm in on Ulmark. Speaking of, I, I feel like we have to touch on this really quick, even though it's not our it's not our topic of conversation on this podcast, but. Uh, we got a couple days before Tom Brady comes back to town, and I think that we should just quickly give me your this thoughts on, on the situation. We go to the, the parquet. This is a good bridge. Yeah. So we're 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 wrapped on the ice from here. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And and just to as we start this conversation, I will be at that game on Sunday, um, and I am very excited. I, I'm excited for you. I'm excited to see all the photos. Uh, I'd imagine it'd be wise to stick close to our uh, Instagram stories because I'm sure Andrew will be posting to there. Again, we don't follow this team, but obviously we are all in all through and through New England and Boston fans. Um, Well, I posted a hot take today, Andrew. I don't know if you saw it on my story. I did. And not to be confused with Tim saying we don't follow these teams on this podcast. We follow these teams heavily in real life every week. Heavily. We watch them. Yes. Yes. It, it, um, it, these are this. We just chose to make this podcast about the TD Garden and those two teams because you know my uh, 
quote unquote, uh, I will, I refuse to say expertise. So forget all of that. But my, uh, my, my viewing obsession and what I find myself watching more is the national basketball association across the board. Um, and yours being the NHL, uh, specifically the Bruins where you're a season ticket holder. So we, we started this with the intent of leaning into our strengths, I'd say. I would agree. Yeah. Now, with that being said, hit me with that hot take because I have things to say about it. Yeah. By the way, uh, the background noise is on my end. I'm at my office today, and me and Andrew discovered that it's pretty echoey. So any dogs or wind chimes you hear, I hope they're ple- ple- I hope they're pleasing uh, atmospheric things that you can hear in the background because I'm surely about to piss most of you, if not all of you, off. <clears throat> <laughs> If the Patriots started and kept Cam Newton for the past three weeks, the Patriots are three and zero right now. There's silence because <laughs> I, <laughs> I I couldn't I could not disagree with you more. But let's go, let's go, let's get into it. Why? What what is what, what is incorrect about that? Do do you think they're zero and three? Do you think? Oh no no no! Two, I, two and one. You think they're what the same? I record? think they're in the same boat as they are right now. I think that you know the first week was very they played very very well, and obviously that was the the win that we got right. Oh no, week two. Week two is the win. Yeah, so week two. Played very well. Um, honestly, we could have we could have won Week One as well without yeah. that fumble and whatever. But right. I, I don't see Cam Newton being the reason that that changes because the the Mac Jones did not lose the game the last game that we played. Um, obviously, you look at the stats; he had three interceptions. But we talk about like you, you watch that game and you watch those interceptions. Most of those were not his fault. I mean, the ones that were literally bobbled up in the air like a circus trick that were passed to the other team to run it back for a pick six. Cam Newton's not making any different throw there. He's probably throwing it right at the ground. Um, or he's doing this thing that he's, you know, known for, which is called running. And this thing that Mac Jones can't do. Yeah, but I don't think that that makes any difference. I think it changes I think the that, defensive strategy. I think Mac is a much more easier approach to defense. And I will say, this, I agree that it's not Mac Jones's fault. I just don't think he needed to be thrown out in the water just yet. And I do think that the play calling is favoring someone of Cam Newton's ilk and that Josh McDaniels doesn't seem to have adapted to the fact that Mac Jones is a starting quarterback at all. He hasn't thrown gonna, the ball over 20 yards. Like, what's I'm going gonna on? I'm going to say this. I'm going to say something here. And I don't know if I'm going to get hate or not, but I'm all done with McDaniels. I'm as done with McDaniels as he seems to be with this team. Like He doesn't seem to give a shit. It's like he's trying to get canned. I don't get it. Thank you for everything. Oh, yeah. But but for me personally, as a fan watching, Tom Brady made him look good for a long time. Clearly. And that's not to say that he doesn't he's not a good offensive mind and, and so on and oh, so on. But yeah. the fact that he doesn't have a veteran quarterback in there that can change the play at the line well. Mac Jones is doing that, but obviously there's a learning curve and he's new and he's exactly. a rookie and blah blah blah. But 
Brady could change it on the line and make it look easy. He made he could read the defense when necessary instead of using the play call that McDaniels was given to the team. So yeah. I'm over it. I'm over it too. And I think this year's gonna be worse because he's driving the ship. And I blame Josh McDaniels more for the one and two or whatever. Yeah, one and two. Man, I really I would love for us to hang, but I don't have a lot of faith in anything on Sunday. Um, so I blame Josh McDaniels for what for the barrel we're going to be looking down come Monday morning, which is a close to irreversible down. You know, it's a get, start winning and start winning now, and they we don't have the easiest schedule in the world. I just think be, I just think Mac Jones could benefit from watching. A per, like just watching a veteran who's won an MVP before, who knows how to check down, knows how to audible, and I think Cam had a horrible break last year. Uh, we didn't sure. have a kicker until week four. He got COVID. There was a there was an uh, an abridged preseason. I just I think Cam Newton deserved at least a shot with this new arsenal. I think a two tight end system would be working a lot better with Cam Newton than it is with Mac Jones. Um, I just that's just my take, and therefore I do have a. I, I just think Cam Newton could have had us in better position to win these three games. And again, I'm not coming for Mac. Mac's my quarterback of the future. I am ecstatic that Mac Jones is on this team. There was no need to cut Cam Newton. If anything, if you I know that it came out that they were trying to shop him, right? Who, Cam Newton? Yeah. And no one wanted I don't, him. I can't confirm, but I believe I it. believe I, mean, I, I heard no, that if, they were trying to shop him. And so somebody would have picked him up by now if they actually wanted him. Exactly. And what might have helped that is if you let him go out and prove that he's pretty damn good at football still, which I believe he is. Um, but, you know, I'm not I'm, I'm merely a guy who has a podcast that doesn't even talk about this sport. So <laughs> I don't yeah, know. So, but. so before we get too far into it and, and let's let's just wrap it up with. So I'm assuming, and if I was a betting man, which I am not, thankfully, we lose. If we lose by anything less than three touchdowns, I'm shocked. Okay. And give me a score. Oh, jeez. Forty-two, twenty-one. You think we can even get twenty-one on that Bucks? No, no, I don't. Yeah. Forty-two, fourteen, seventeen. How about that? Yeah. Forty-two, seventeen. There's a field goal in the. uh, There's a field goal in us. I don't think we're going to stop them for a field goal. Let me, um, let me and again, ask this you is this. not our podcast, or this is not the point of our podcast. So we won't even get into the defense, which just seems like an absolute joke. Um, no, but this is this is the biggest game that we're going to see potentially for the next five years as Patriots fans. Like, I don't see us making the Super Bowl in five years. You know, yeah. like, and and, I, and I'm being optimistic that in five years we're in better shape and we're making a run, a serious run in the playoffs each year. And maybe we don't make it, but maybe we make Is it. Is Bill Belichick in coasting and coaching in five years in your eyes? He's not in mine. No. That's a but long time. We could talk about this forever. Yeah. And there I have I have thoughts, but I want to end it end this um football conversation on where do you stand? I know this is gonna be very dividing and, and all of that, but take the game out of it because it's not a fair fight. You know, Brady versus Belichick in this game is not a fair fight. No. Brady has a, has a superstar team. Brady, has, Brady has a team that should not literally work. And it's and it won't. And everyone is open about how it won't next season. And it's because a lot of young guys are on a lot of favorable deals to the organization. No one took right. pay cuts. They're just still like, or I mean, certain people did, obviously. 
but like a lot of the core guys that really make the offense and defense as stacked as it is are just on favorable deals that they will not be able to redo next year. That's why right. the, that's why the question is up in the air is will Brady return to play football again? I think he will, but it's going to be where he can be protected best and where he has the best weapons and everything like that. You think he'll go somewhere other than Tampa? Yeah, if if there if the right opportunity is is there and they pick up the phone to call him, absolutely. I think that man wants to play until he's I know that man wants to keep playing. He said 45, he said 50. Yeah. So we know he wants to keep playing. We know the Bucks but, don't have the ability to run it back like they have this season. They have a better team than, than the one that won the Super Bowl last year. So, yeah, I think if whoever has the safest and greatest environment for Brady to thrive has a great sh- shot and opportunity at getting Brady. I don't know, man. It's a tough situation because I don't, I don't see Brady going somewhere without his security blanket and Gronk at this point. Yeah. But... I guess they could take Gronk too, but the, I mean, the final yeah. question of this this conversation was supposed to be: if you believe that Belichick ran Brady out of town, I'm sure there's other factors in it. I'm not saying that it's only Bill, but if you believe or you buy into this, which side do you which side do you land on? Are you Team Bill or Team Brady? Because it's I, a no I want to open by me. saying I, I hate this debate. I think it's stupid. I know. I know, and that's why I'm asking. Um, here's a better question. Here's, here's, I think, the prime example. I think the 2007 undefeated Patriots beat this, this current Buccaneers team. I agree. And I think that means Belichick. I don't know. Maybe not. I don't know. Maybe that means Brady because it's Brady against Brady. Wow. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's a stupid debate. And it I is. think there's it's one of the ones that, you know, it's like LeBron and and uh MJ to me. Yeah, that's a stupid debate cuz it's Michael Jordan all day. <laughs> and it's not even close. And it is not even close. I don't care what anybody says. We let's let's go. Let's talk about basketball now. Yeah, I'm ready. Let's move on. I, I I hate that debate so much. Um but it's Brady anyway, and also it's Michael Jordan anyway. So let's go. It is. It is. And and Brady's gonna Brady's gonna ultimately win that debate because as we both just said, we don't think Bel. Basically, we just said we don't think Belichick's gonna win again. We did. No. So that that's gonna make everyone say it's Brady. That's my take. All right, let's do five to ten minutes on 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 the Celtics because it's quiet over there. But we had media day. We got our boy Jalen Brown looking fresh with these new braids saying yes. he's going to play like Marcus Smart and not take any shit. Oh, man, I loved Media Day. It's so good to see these guys in green. The quotes coming out from all the Jays who are supposed to hate our boy Marcus Smart. Seemingly, I don't know, being fans and excited that he's going to run the offense. Wow. Who'd have thought? Maybe the media was, <laughs> I don't know, incorrect. Nice. Um, I got to see, I don't know if you saw this, but uh, Evan Turner went live with Jason Tatum today. Jason Tatum never goes live. It was kind of fun to watch. Uh, Evan Turner, apparently not a coach, uh, but Tatum pleading for him to come back and coach on the live. It's just a fun thing to watch. Uh, my most anticipated guy, and it seems to be Brad Stevens' uh, most anticipated guy, is Juan Hernan Gomez. Looks like he's going to be the right fit, and he has huge belief in the Jays and Steven seems to think that he's the perfect complement uh for uh for the Jays and this obviously being a headline from 
Hardwood Houdini uh, fan-sided, but I agree with it. I'm excited for Robert Williams, and honestly, I'm excited for Horford to be back more now. I'm falling more in love with this team in the offseason moves as media day and this week in the preseason ramps up. I have a weird I have a weird thing that I am most excited for. And it's probably not what you're expecting and it's probably not what a lot of people are you know, a lot of people probably are on the same page as I am. But the thing that I'm most excited for is having a new head coach and seeing what that does to the dynamic of this entire team. And yeah, we did shake up the roster obviously in the off season, but like I want to see how differently this team plays with the same core group. Um, and obviously some guys coming back that know the the system and all of that. So I'm excited to see how that affects this team overall because they could be a completely different team for the better. They could be a completely different team for the worse too. So that's that's probably what I'm most excited for, you know, to see how much that shakes it up. Right. But here's the thing with that is that the fact of the matter is the supporting cast is better than it's been in seasons. We now have a six-man-of-the-year candidate coming up as our backup point guard who is being severely underpaid and is working for our for us in Dennis Schroeder. Uh, I, I'm just so excited to see not only how the core pieces look together, not only to see uh, Marcus Smart in a ball-handling position, but also to just, you know, see when the, see how the team plays when these guys need a breather. And to not be like holding my face in fear, um, you know, to be able to trust some of the bench unit and like whether that's Jabari, who I really believe will not only earn a roster spot on this team and stay on this team, but will earn a rotation spot and could be in the top eight. Um, you know, Schroeder, as I mentioned before, Hernan Gomez, who knows where he's going to start. What's Horford going to look like? These are there's so many things that I'm excited about. And this team is for sure better. But as I've said numerous times on this podcast, the Eastern Conference is better now, too. So, really, I think the big difference maker into whether this team is a seven, is a play in playoff team or a solidified top four has everything to do with the jump that the, the Jalen and Jason have made this offseason. Yeah. I mean, I, I would definitely tend to agree. I think, but you never know. I mean, just because the, the, the division or the East has gotten better. What happens if somebody goes down from injury? I mean, it changes your whole, the whole team. Like if, if the nets are that good and then, you know, a couple of their big guys, like if Kevin Durant goes down with a major injury, that changes everything. Yeah. So, Oh yeah. And I'm, it's, you know, and I, we're, we're not wishing for that here. No, by any not. means, but you know, who's, who's going to catch the injury bug. There's a superstar gets it every year. There hasn't been a right. year where I, I can't remember the last time where there hasn't been an all-star who needs to be replaced. You know? Like, yeah, I, I definitely don't. I hope years, that that anyway. doesn't happen. Right. I don't no, care what course, team they play but for. We're just speaking on the reality of it. Hopefully the bug doesn't bite us this year. But, right. I mean, hell, it, it absolutely could. Who knows? Um, but I, I'm excited. I, I really like the, the core. I want to see the jumps that the rookies and the young guys make, specifically uh, Langford and, um, oh, my goodness, Neesmith, um, and I, I just, I really think this is the best supporting guy. I, I can't wait for the jump that Robert Williams made, uh, yep. and just the minutes that hopefully he can handle, and hopefully his body doesn't fall apart. Um, I'm just what really, really, really excited for this team, much more so than I was 
and maybe that's because I want I didn't want to act like there's an upcoming basketball season because it was so damn far away for a time. Are you excited to see the PP again? Oh, P Rabbit, dude. <laughs> yeah, I'm ready for P Rabbit, man. Absolutely. I mean, he's going to be fighting for minutes now in a way. Um, he can play a shooting guard. He's very small. We just got to see. I'm excited to see what Ime does. You know, what does he like to run? Does he like small ball? Does he like big ball? Is he versatile to the P, to the players he has? You know, we've never seen Ime Udoka as a head coach in any regard. And I'm really excited to see what that means. And I think we're going to see a lot of lineup testing for quite a while. Um, so it's, it's just a, it's a it's a whole new it's really is a whole new basketball team across the board. And it's a whole new organization. And I think the direction we're heading in is better than it was than it looked at the end of last year with another it's saying there was another year of Danny and another year of Brad. The time to make that change has come. Everyone didn't understand why Brad got the job he did. I give him an A for the offseason. I do. I'll fight anyone on this. I give him an A for the offseason because he didn't, yes, he didn't do some miraculous thing to make them a contender, but he didn't have those cards in his hand. And for what he played, he played it perfectly, I thought. Yeah. So I'm, yeah, I'm ready, not. man. I'm, I'm just, I'm, me too. I can't wait for preseason. We got next Monday is the start of preseason. Uh, we have, is it the Sixers, I want to say? It is the, no, it's the Orlando Magic, and then Raptors, and then Magic again, and then the Heat. Um, I, I imagine that Heat game won't really be a lot of uh, starters or anything like that. I imagine that'll be a lot of, um, you know, guys fighting for those bottom roster spots and figuring out who's going to be sent down on the two-way, who's going to come up type deal. Yeah, I mean, well, then... I- there's not a lot to talk about, unfortunately, other than what we have talked about so far. So once preseason starts, we will definitely be getting back into yeah. next more week. We'll have a ton and, and the roster moves and, and everything. And it's sad for us to not have Taco Fall in the equation. Yeah. Shout this, out to Enos Cantor, around. who said he was as heartbroken as Celtics Nation when that happened. Yeah, uh, love Enos. I'm glad he's back. He's just, he's if, if you know. You can be as frustrated as you want to be with his uh, his slacking on defense or whatever you want to call him out for. And even if you don't want to see him on the court, at the end of the day, you cannot disagree that Enos Cantor is a great head to have in that locker room and a great veteran to have. Yeah. I, I, I would agree. So I think that's that's all we got this yeah, week. That's it. Uh, that's all I got for the parquet. I, I will say that we do have another guest coming up soon. And I'm not going to tell you who it is. Perfect. But be on the lookout for that because it is... In, it, this is going to be an episode that Tim and I uh, have... You know, when we started this podcast, there were a few guests that we were like... We, this would be we sick. Would love this to would get be these. a lifetime goal. This would yeah, be we would love to talk to this guy or this guy or, you know. This is when we both said in that initial conversation. And <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we got him. We got him. That's a- so that'll be coming up in October. Um, I mean, we're right. We're getting into that right now. I think actually as you're listening to this, it is October 1st. Or if you're in the future, it's later than that. <laughs> Damn, dude. <Whoa. laughs> Did you start smoking weed? Yeah, man. <laughs> So, yeah, that's all I got. Thank you guys for listening. Um, 
and like go Red Sox, right? Yeah, they they seem to want to go play golf for the rest of the offseason. But yeah, go <laughs> yeah. Sox uh, and uh, have fun on Sunday, man. Have as much fun as you can. At the end of the day, that'll I will be, try. That'll be historical. Uh, it's certainly it will literally be because Brady's going to break the all-time passing records again, record against the Patriots. Against, I, I think that's fitting. I think, and I also think that's beautiful. It's may, will it sting? I don't know. Anyone who thinks it stings, get the hell over it. He was never coming back. So, Not to mention, he did it all here. Yeah, get over so, it. Just, uh, <laughs> so annoying. Yeah. Anyways. Uh, but we'll have plenty to talk about for that. I know we're not a football podcast, yeah, but we will absolutely I mean, be talking about that uh, next week. I'd, ima- I'd, I'd imagine if you follow these two teams that we do cover on here, you know a little thing or two about them, and you enjoyed Brady's time while he was here. So, Yep. Sweet. So thank you guys for listening. We will be back next week with more Tom Brady talk. Um, and because this is becoming a football podcast now, but <laughs> we'll be back. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Stretched.